Uh, we can just talk about them. Let's just talk right. about the winners. AF- NFC winners. Who wants All to do right. it? Pete, you up first. Well, I think we already we're talking about all all NFC, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So obviously, I think we talked about it um, with the Bears, right? I really like their draft. So they took Justin Fields, then they take Tevin Jenkins to help him out there. Uh, they take another tackle, um, Larry Borum, and then my pick. I like that they picked up Khalil Herbert. So. That's a nice guy to kind of slot in um, as a backup running back. Give him some, give him some uh, running room right there. Then uh, they took the North Carolina receiver Daz Newsom as well. Um, just in general, they filled out they filled out their draft well. I, I think they did it in the right manner. They got the quarterback. Let's protect the quarterback and let's add some backup uh, from running back perspective, from wide receiver perspective. They picked up uh, Thomas Graham for a cornerback. Um, they picked up the Tonga for defensive tackle. So I think they did it right. They filled up all that offensive line. And then the last couple of picks, they're like, all right, let's back up some of our defense. So overall, I like their, their draft. They had a solid draft. They're probably going to have a great year because of it. Um, JK, who's your NFC winner of the draft? So the NFC winner of the draft is a team that I hate. And I always pick them as like one of the teams that kills it because they always kill it with their picks which is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, their move to, like, obviously their guy dipped. So they're like, all right, we got to trade out. They picked up an extra third. Um, they dealt with their, their corner issue with Calvin Joseph in the second round. And, you know, it's a little bit of a, you know, risky pick in a sense that, you know, like he left like a big name school to go to a smaller school. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like, it was a good value pick at that point. Um, you know, and they, they constructed multiple trades. They were able to kind of pick up more picks, uh, move around the draft and get the guys that they wanted. So like, I, to be honest, the Michael Parsons thing just kind of blew me away. They're like, Oh damn, like we lost everyone. Let's just pick up a third and still get the best linebacker in the draft. Mm-hmm. You, you're not even get to the real Reason they're the steal. Who did they pick up later in the round? Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox, Jabril, the oh. LSU linebacker that I was drooling oh. over last episode. The dude, uh, honestly, like I like I saw one of my good friends, Binda, and he was just kind of talking to me about Micah Parsons, and I'm just like, dude, I don't even care about Micah Parsons. I didn't want Micah Parsons. I wanted Jabril Cox, and you guys are a bunch of assholes for taking him from me. And I think they got him at good value. They got him late. Dude, they got him late, uh, I think, in the third round or fourth round? It was a fourth, I believe. Yeah, yeah he was a fourth. I was, yeah. it was, I was just looking for his name in the third, see where he went. I saw yeah. that. I was like, that's, that's so annoying. So annoying. It, it, like, it, like, honestly, like, I've never been more pissed off during the draft than, like, seeing him go. And, like, I, I'm, I'm s- glad that they didn't take Asante Samuel Jr., Right. Like I, I really thought that they were going to try and like trade up and get him or something and like or do something, especially with like, you know, like after they missed out on the top two guys. But like the Jabril Cox thing hurt me to the point where I blacked out and I forgot about it. <laughs> uh, let me go next because I have the same answer. Well, I was going to say just all right, why don't you go and then I'll, I'll give my two cents on that. No, mine will be quick. I also think it's Dallas. I think they had a hell of a draft. The only whiff I think they had is a second pick that they picked. Um, Kelvin mm-hmm. Joseph, Kentucky corner, yeah. being alumnus from Kentucky. I watched some of their games. This guy's not that good, but he's actually not even a Kentucky player. He played at LSU. Yeah, he got dismissed. Yeah, he got dismissed from 
He got yeah, dismissed. He was suspended yeah. for violating team rules. Right. Um, I, I've seen some of his game. He's okay. He's not bad. He wore number one. If you're watching highlights at Kentucky, um, he was getting burned by. Um, I mean, it, it was Kyle Pitts, but he was getting burned by Kyle Pitts all over that. On, yeah, all over they, that they reached. The, they the thing the is, you also got to remember, like Kentucky's not the same level of team that LSU is, and if he was able to make LSU, like. He does have talent. He just didn't have the team around him over there at Kentucky. I, I, I get that he was getting burned, but there's plenty of cornerbacks that get burned in the NFL that killed it in college and plenty of guys in college that get burned, he, but then they come to the NFL. Up, and they he also had that interception play against um, Devontae Smith, right, on, yeah. on that deep ball. So, I mean, you know he can play some, but I, it's, it, he's, good, he's the boomer bust player, right? Yeah. Like, it took him because he's a nice six – He's six foot, 200 pounds. He's got a good reach. Uh, I guess they're saying like 32 inch arms, whatever that's supposed to translate to. But it's going to be the boomer bust mode is why I think like I like the draft that they had, but it's all going to see how these players come out. Right. I like the the Micah Parsons pick, but then also getting Jabril Cox. And then we've also got uh, what um, two guys, Vanderish and Smith. Right. So it's figuring out what they do, because I think Smith, if I was reading correctly, is on the books for five years at 12 mil a year locked in. So it's like, I love what we picked up, but now how are we going to actually utilize this is, is the issue with uh, what we picked up. But I think we also run a four, three or a three, four again. Say that again. Are you guys running a four, three now or a three, four? I think they run a, a four, three. Four, three. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dallas had seven picks in the first four rounds. They made four trades to get more picks and they had four compens- compensatory picks. Um, they were loaded in this draft and they, I thought they did a great job, but for, I think, um, blowing that second round pick, which is a valuable pick. I think they did a really good job elsewhere. Um, so that's my selection as well. I'm with JK. They also picked up, uh, in the fifth round, the Stanford receiver. So he's a six, four, two twenty two guy. And I believe he's quick as hell too. Mm-hmm. That's another random, but I mean, that's a fifth round pick, but but again a lot of this is just you don't know how it's going to play out is why i don't take them as my favorite out of all the picks that we've seen or other teams none of us know even the teams that draft them and these guys are getting paid like five hundred thousand dollars salaries don't know i'll say this real quick i think the nfc compared to the afc did a really bad job and looking at all these teams i have like if i was looking through all of them i was like i can't pick an nfc team i'm not gonna pick washington just because we'll do a whole nother episode on that but I mean, I think it was the Vikings. I mean, I'm just going to go with that because it's different at this point. I mean, um, they think Slater's going to come to them. He doesn't. So they end up getting um, Darisaw. Then they get um, Kellen Mund in the third, which, you know, maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. But, I mean, he showed spot, like spots of talent in college. And then they, they just shore up the offensive line. They shore up a little bit of the inside, inside linebackers. And they got positions of need because they have this giant contract with Kirk Cousins that you have to hit on every pick that you find in this draft because you can't afford anyone else. They went and got um, the dude from North Carolina, the inside linebacker. What's his name? Hunter was out the entire season last season or like he played like two games or something like that. I forgot the other linebacker. He was out a lot. He just shortened up at this point. I mean, they need a lot of help and I think they did that and I think they need offensive line help. And they got that. So, I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to have less and less excuse of why he's not getting them in the playoffs, right? If you can get two first-round picks in, like, what, three rounds? Sorry, two offensive linemen in three rounds. 
that's going to help your quarterback a lot. So, I mean, and if it doesn't work out, you could see Kirk Cousins on the move. Well, yeah, and especially because they drafted a quarterback, right? Texas yep. and Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond was yep. the quarterback that the Vikings drafted. I'm not sure if you guys saw RG3 is like some like he's on Bleacher Report or somewhere yeah, talking, is. yeah, as like a speaking head. And he was like bashing his former teammate, Kirk Cousins. Of course he wants to because Kirk is successful and he's not. Um, the only, the, I knew the team that none of us were going to pick as the winner of the NFC draft is the Seahawks because they had three picks in and this draft. terribly on that pick. They had my- three picks in this entire NFL draft. And it's because they traded everything to get players, um, Jamal Adams included. Um, no, and I, I don't think that they had a good draft because you only have three picks. And you, wide receiver is, in my opinion, not a position of need at all. They need offensive line help, and they didn't go get that. And you're making Russell Wilson the next Aaron Rodgers where he's going to be like, I want out because you're not helping me. You just keep trying to build a defense that can't stomp anybody, and then you're making me run around like a crazy person, and I'm and losing my, my legs. That's huh? good for us other NFC teams. No, I agree, but I'm looking at it unbiasedly. Like, I think that was a – they had a terrible draft. I think they had a terrible draft, knowing what you need. Mm-hmm. So, right. Are we ready for AFC winners i got mine locked and loaded and i know you guys are gonna steal it all right then Pop go it off. go freaking cleveland browns Damn. they come out on top again are you kidding me we're about to like, go chew for chew you and i yeah. <laughs> great minds think alike right i mean yeah. I'll, I'll i'll do half the analysis i'll let you do the other half i'll, oh. I'll only talk about the top two players Okay. Right. And then I think there's definitely more talent that they got than just the top two guys. Mm-hmm. But like you, you think about what they did to their defense this year. Like, all right, number one, you, you got another cornerback on the other side of Denzel Ward. Don't forget that they had Greedy Williams from a couple of years ago that they also drafted. I believe he, he was either injured last year or he opted out last year. Greedy um, Williams. Yeah, I think he was injured or something mm-hmm. like that. But, like, now your top three corners are going to be Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom II, and Greedy Williams. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Who's going to pass on it? Oh, and if their cornerbacks weren't nice, they got Miles Garrett, and they have freaking Jadavion Clowney on their D-line. Like, it's insane. And then with their second pick, they get maybe the biggest steal of the draft, getting joke, uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Kamala. Yeah, that guy. Like. He was expected, like some people were debating whether or not he should have gone before Micah Parsons. This guy's a pure cover linebacker. No one's going to be able to catch up with him. He's sideline to sideline. A little bit undersized, but that doesn't matter. You have a beastie line in front of you. Like your D, if, if your defensive line is occupying all the defenders, it doesn't matter how small you are. You're going to be able to run through any hole that you need to go through. So I, I think it was an absolute steal that they got him and they, they just get had a great pick with their first overall pick because they literally are stacked at every position they could literally go best available and that's what they did and boom like i they're the browns so they're still not going to win the division but I, like their team is just so nasty um i agree with jk again um so let me tell you why the browns traded up to get JOK, right? They weren't yeah. picking at number 52, which actually was a pick right after Washington. So it was interesting. When Washington was up, I was like, holy shit, are they about to get both JOK and Jamin Davis, two new linebackers? We don't need two new linebackers. But it was interesting how we had the opportunity to grab them again. Um, they traded up 
with Carolina to get JOK, what did they give up? They just swapped a third for a fourth. That's a hell of a good value. All you have to do is downgrade your third to a fourth and you get to move up in the second round to get him. There also another reason I'm happy they did it is because two picks later was Steelers and Pittsburgh needs a linebacker like JOK to take Bud Dupree's spot who has since left. I thought, what a good job. Not only do you get a great player who's a starter, you're preventing your division rival from getting that guy. And I was sure they were going to draft him. Um, job well done. I honestly, I thought they had a hell of a good draft, um, but I'm, I was so happy they moved up to get him. Uh, the reason JOK dropped, it got reported today by Pro Football Talk. Apparently he has a heart condition that teams found out about. And so that led to his um, fall. But then again, like, Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat, both of those guys were reported to have health issues and they fell. And for Washington, knock on wood, they've been fine so far. So sometimes you take the risk and it pays off. Um, but I will make it easy. My winners also for AFC Cleveland Browns. All right. Well, I'm also going to just mention their, their wide receiver that they got, Anthony Swartz. He's a speedster, like obviously a little bit raw, not like the other guys, but I think he's going to be a perfect complement to – Jarvis and Odell, if Odell's still there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Pete, who you got? So I do like your all's pick. Um, definitely a good pick. Uh, another one I'll go with is I like the Jets, man. The Jets loaded up, so they were smart. They took four offensive players back-to-back-to-back, right, before they went defense. So they, they lucked out with getting Zach Wilson. It's what they needed. They got Elijah Vera Tucker, which kind of already kind of touched on. And then they took the Ole Miss receiver, Elijah Moore. Dude, this guy had a hell of a campaign coming out of Ole Miss. He had 86 receptions, 1,200 yards, and eight touchdowns coming off his season. So, I mean, they took a little bit of a gamble on it, but you can't go wrong with that. Uh, so they did that. And then the fourth, Arash, you were mentioning this last week. Remember the double running backs that you're talking about? So they picked up Carolina's running back, uh, Michael Carter. So I think that if it works mm-hmm. out like you are mentioning last week, mm-hmm. and they not, not only do they get a quarterback – they're getting them a receiver. They're getting the uh, running back. And then I think the next couple picks that they did were maybe a bit iffy. So they went uh, two safeties. So they took Auburn and Duke safeties, uh, Jamie Sherwood, Michael Carter second, which I think are iffy picks. But I think later on in the rounds, they got a couple more steals. So they got another safety from Florida State, um, Nazarildin, and Kentucky's cornerback. I think that was a steal as well. Um, overall, I think, I think they had a pretty good draft because they, they, they started off, they knew what they needed. They needed offense. They went four in a row. They took a couple of steals that we were mentioning last week, and then they loaded up on just safeties and cornerbacks for a secondary. So I like your alls, but I think, I think the Jets did great too. Yeah, the Jets guys. definitely killed it. It's all going to come down to Zach Wilson though, because yep. if he ends up being a flunk, then the whole. Absolutely. I mean, right, he, he was locked in at that number two spot, right? So if, if that's a guy and they knew they were going with him, they did the right thing, built right around him. Yeah. Um, to pat myself on the back a little bit. So I called out those two UNC running backs. Um, the other one, Javante Williams, the third pick in the second round. So he got picked way earlier than I thought. And then Eric Stokes, one of the two DBs out of Georgia, was a first-round pick for Green Bay. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, hopefully they're not bust or else I'll look stupid. I'll say that I knew someone was going to pick the Browns, so I didn't pick the Browns for that exact reason. And I figured if you didn't, no one talked about the Jets, I would bring them up. But I'm going with the Chargers, like I had alluded to before, man. I think they hit on their first four picks on 
positions of need and making sure that what's his name um herbert stays upright slater fell to them so they're probably just sitting there like oh we probably were gonna go with Vieira tucker they got slater the better tackle at that point he's gonna play tackle i like the asante samuel jr pickup in the second round and then the third round you get josh palmer i was really high on josh palmer he's kind of raw but you don't need him to be good right off the bat you already have keenan allen who's a big guy you have mike williams who's a big guy and this guy's also what i think six four six three some of that six one sorry six one coming from tennessee he didn't have a great quarterback play in in college so i mean i think he's still a little raw but you have time to develop him and then you get trey mckitty who i think was like the third best tight end in the in the draft after losing hunter henry four four out of four in the first four rounds and i think after that you're just honestly throwing darts at the board and trying to figure out what happens after the fourth round anyway so Mm. I think they're going to be a good team next year. I was going to say, what are your guys' thoughts on the Dolphins? Um, so, obviously, they started off with Jalen Waddle. So, they got to a receiver. Then they got uh, – they went for the edge. They got Jalen Phillips. They got offensive tackle, Eichenberg. And then they got another tight end for the line to help them out there, Hunter Long, as well. Took another tackle, Coleman. Um, they've got a running back as well, Jerrod Dokes. To be honest – it would I would have gone with them, but the fact that I think the sixth pick for Waddle was just too high. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna come down for most of the teams. It's gonna come down to that very first pick that all of them pick. Because if you start I'll give off- them a mention though, right? I like if like you said, if it's gonna come down to that pick, but I think yeah. they still had a pretty good they had a pretty good overall draft too. Yeah. No, Dolphins did well, and thankfully they did, right? Because I, I think I want to see them do well. I want to see Tua succeed, and it's not looking good so far based on his first year. Right, and they got all um, the pieces, though, right? Like, now it's like, all right, we're, we're trying to get you, obviously, your first year. It, I mean, it was rough, right? Now we're getting you some pieces. Let's see if we can build upon that and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, just because your first year isn't successful doesn't mean you won't be successful, right? Like, exactly. man, right? look at Josh Allen from a couple years ago. Like, he looked like ass his first year. Yeah, right. Surprisingly, right. I guess not surprising to me, but I think surprising to some, the Saints did draft a quarterback. Um, you would ask, I guess, why would they do that when they have Taysom Hill at the expensive price tag that he has, and they everyone keeps saying that no, the guy um, Jameis is their guy. Mark my words, Jameis will not finish the season as their starter. I don't know if it's going to be this Notre Dame guy, um, but it's not going to be Jameis Winston. I say barring injury, barring injury. If he's injured, he obviously can't play. I still think he'll be, I think he's starting all 16 games. I don't think so. 17. I don't think he will play all 16 games for the Saints. And I do think, um, who are we just talking about? You, you said, oh, Trey Lance. I do think Trey Lance is a starter by like, let's say week six of the season. Um, first round quarterbacks, more times than not, they're playing. Um, you just don't have enough time not to play them. Anyways. Let's get to our winners, or not our winners, steals of the drafts and busts of the drafts. Who, who reached, um, yeah, who reached? I shouldn't call it a bust. Um, or no, we're doing reach. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we're going to go in a circle. You tell me the biggest steal, and you also tell me your biggest reach. Um, it could be different teams, um, but let's see what we all think. Perhaps JK and I will say the same answer again. Um, if you got one, go ahead or else I can start it off. I can kick it off with Peyton Turner for the New Orleans Saints. Good pick. Right? Like, I, I think everyone, when they saw that pick, they were like, huh? Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot, uh, like, I, 
I started kind of looking back and like people had him as like the 10th or 15th, like D end available, like to mm-hmm. pick up, like there were so many guys that, you know, Gregory Russo or, you know, like even Odaf Oe, I, I don't even know these names, half of them, but like, there's so many guys that are a defensive end that was basically mocked to be much higher than this guy. And this guy was like mocked to be in like the third or fourth round. And it took him in the first. So that one was the biggest reach that I could think of. That was a reach. Who's your, who's your biggest steal? Biggest steal I think is joke. I mean, I'm, I'm going to cop out. I'm going to take it. Like, I, I think like, yeah, I mean, he might've fallen because of his heart condition. Um, but at the same time, like he might've been one of the top rated linebackers. He had a bunch of guys go over him and it's not like he went in the, the beginning of the second round. Like he was pure, middle if not closer towards the end of the second round in comparison to the first Mm -hmm. and some people had him going as high as 11 Mm -hmm. yeah that's fair um pete biggest steal biggest reach so i think my biggest reach was peyton turner as well but i'll also throw out there um i think alex leatherwood right we were in our mock we were laughing at you guys taking him at 19 he went at 17 to the raiders um it was interesting because there's a couple other guys still there. You still had whether Caleb Farley, Quiddy Pay, but I think it had a lot of people scratch, scratching their heads. Even when we did the mock draft, we kind of laughed at, hey, this guy is taking way too early. And then we were joking during the draft while we were watching. We were like, all right, um, could it be Farley? Could it be Quiddy Pay? Could it be any guys? And then next thing you know, it's Leatherwood. And I think we all were like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess for steel, man, I don't know. I, I kind of like the whole trickle down effect that happened with Chicago moving up and taking Justin Fields. That, that was a great pick. Yeah, I am. I, I bet Chicago's also hoping it was a great pick. Um, fair. Go, go. All right. I think, I don't think anyone's going to agree with me here, but I think Najee Harris was a reach. For the Steelers. Oh, what? Because you have lost so many defensive players. You've lost so much offensive line. You got one year left with Ben Bottlesberger. What are you going to do? You're not going to make based on need. Best you don't, player available. He was not even the best player available at that moment, in my opinion. You could That is an argument you can make, but you don't say you have other needs and you don't draft Najee Harris. You don't you don't overvalue a position. I you I think it's an overvalue. Like I've always said to get a running back in the first round. It's an overvalue. It's like in my idea, if if the kicker is a better kicker than is the best kicker available, you don't pick a kicker in the first round. Running backs are becoming that, in my opinion. You can get a running back later. It's a you have a period closing at this point to win a Super Bowl, right? You have to go get help for Ben Roethlisberger. He's, mark my words right now, they are not making the playoffs this year. They are not. And it's going to be, and we're going to look at Najee Harris. Oh, great. He had a thousand yards rushing, but they're three and 14. And it's going to be like, what's the point? I think the, I don't agree with that. I think the exact opposite is going to happen. Yeah. You know, because of him, they are going to be a dynamic offense. I read this on, I read this on, um, I read this on Walter football, right? The Steelers are a fancy car with no engine. That's what they are. They are a fancy car. with no. They got some receivers. They got a quarterback that's in his last year and they got Najee Harris now, but you know what? They don't have the big boys up front to protect them. What's going to happen at 36 years old or however old Ben Roethlisberger is dude is giving out. He gets hurt every single year and you're unwilling to protect your asset. I don't understand these teams that are unwilling to protect their quarterback. I don't get it. 
and that's why they don't win Super Bowls. Look at look at Tom Brady right now. Tell me whoa, how many times whoa, he got sacked whoa. this year. How are you gonna say they don't win Super Bowls? They have more Super Bowls than half the teams in the NFL. That's fine. Like, I, no, no, post twenty ten. No, 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 no. I'm not calling out the Steelers. I'm talking about all these teams right now who have these fantastic quarterbacks unwilling to get offensive line help. Tell me how many times Tom Brady got sacked this year. Not much, because they made sure they protected him. Have you heard the name Kevin Colbert before? No. Have you heard the name Mike Tomlin before? Mike Tomlin? Yes, I have. These two guys, general manager and head coach respectively, have been running this franchise for the last decade plus. And mm-hmm. look at what they've accomplished. If they're drafting Najee Harris, it's for a very good reason, not a very random reason. Um, remember this. Remember this. The Patriots were so good for so many years, and then they weren't. And we they don't know when they'll be good Huh? They just had one bad year. You can't say they're not good anymore. Them. Yeah, you can't knock them for that. We'll see what happens. Well, I think I, give- I agree with you. When they draft, they know something's up. Like they—they're always. I mean, they have the one of the greatest second round drafts with receivers, like for the last five six years. That's I. I just think Najee Harris was a reach. Honestly, you could have gotten a just as good running back in the second round. You didn't need it. You need to win now. What's going to happen when Ben Roethlisberger is gone? Who is the heir apparent right now? Dwayne Haskins. You're trying to win, dog. You're trying yeah. to win. You, you, need, you can't win without offensive line in this league anymore. Uh, you can't. Well, yeah. who's, who's your steal of the draft? I, I'm going to go a couple picks later, and I'm going to go with the Browns and Gregory Newsome because who's, how are you going to throw the ball on this team? Because, first of all, you're going to have two seconds to throw the ball, and then you got great corners out there. There's no way. I, <laughs> I know it's a first-round pick, and I get it. That's not really a steal. But, yo, they could have picked anyone there, and it would have been a steal. Because they don't need anything. They're just mm-hmm. if they don't browns it up, they're gonna win the Super Bowl. They're right. gonna be a better team in, in the Steelers division. I really wanted them to get Christian Barmore over there because another steal, though. I would say that's another steal, been a steal for them. Like yo, that would have been a steal, but that, was... clou- that would have been a better offensive line than the Washington football teams or defensive line than the Washington football teams. Agreed. I mean, I, I would also even say that um, Barmore is a steal in the second round for the Patriots. It's it's perfect for um, Bill Belichick right now. I mean, I, I got a few steals, but I, those are the that's the two I'll give you right now. I'll just throw them out at the end. All right. I'm up. Everyone get your pen and paper out. It's time to learn a few things. I've got one more, too, after you. The biggest reach. Um, actually, I don't have a biggest reach. I was going to say Cameron Cheeseman, the long snapper that Washington drafted. How can you pick someone round. in the sixth round or seventh well, round? Why would you reach? draft a long snapper in the sixth round is my question. You know what I think happened? Sure. Two picks before their pick in the sixth round, the Panthers actually drafted a long snapper as well out of Alabama. These are the only two long snappers drafted in the draft this year. Um, And guess what? You know how many long snappers were drafted last year? None. Or the year before? None. Actually, it's usually, it seems like one on average. Um, This is the first year in the last decade where two were drafted. So I think Washington knew they needed one. Nick Sundberg is the last... Uh, long snapper for the past decade in Washington. They saw Carolina draft one and they thought all of a sudden that every team was going to grab one and they got cold feet and really quickly grabbed one. I think that was a reach, but it doesn't matter. That's a dumb, you can't have a reach in the seventh round. Steal of the draft. Grab a pen and paper, write this name down. And after this episode, Google the highlights, dude. Nick Bolton, linebacker, Missouri, number 58 overall pick this dude 
is going to make you want to jump out of your seat, grab a helmet and play some football. This dude is electric and the Chiefs got a steal grabbing him in the late second round. I didn't say in the 30s or in the 40s, 58. That's the end of the second round. This is a pick that Chiefs got with their trade with Baltimore when they um, grabbed Orlando Brown and sent all those first and third round picks to the Baltimore Ravens. This is one of the very barely picks that they got back in return in addition to Orlando Brown, and they turned it into a stud. Nick Bolton, you can't miss him with the dreads on the highlight film. I'm telling you, this is going to be a name that you're going to see flashing on that Chiefs defense for years to come. So, so interesting. I'll, I'll give you your, the other reach. That's actually the guy right before that. So the LA Rams didn't have a first round pick. They, they had a second round pick. Uh, they went with two, two at well, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who this guy is, but he's a five, nine, one fifty five receiver. And they took him as the first pick in the second round, uh, left a lot of people scratching their heads that there are other receivers. Like, let me ask you, Arash, you did a lot of research. What do you think about Diami Brown that you guys picked up from North Carolina? So I actually didn't know anything about him. And I so love I that only pick. Now, huh? I love that pick for well, where it was. Everyone seems to love that pick. They wouldn't have loved it if he was a first round pick. People thought he was a second round pick. Where did Washington get him? Late third. Right. Um, yeah. It's actually, people say it's a steal. I like it. So you had him. Uh, the Chargers took Josh Palmer, the Tennessee receiver. There's Amari Rogers from Clemson. And then there's just so many other players that came off the board and they went with this 5'9", 155 guy, which... It was yeah. the stupidest pick. Again, I, I, I get taking best player available unless you're fighting for a Super Bowl. Find the position that can make you win the Super Bowl. You already have receivers. You even, have- if we see, even if we typically see like these 5'9 guys, they might be like 175, 180, like stocky. This guy is our size or smaller. And I am bigger than him. He's going to get rocked. So they're going off of just basically he's a speedy receiver. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had probably a pretty decent year in 2019, but he opted out of 2020. So he didn't play in 2020 either. But just speed alone and not having any weight on you, like you're going to – he's going to get lit. Like you think he's going to run a slant through through the middle and wait for the safety or or safety to light him up? So some of the argument is that, oh, they needed – they need somebody um, to – help with special team special teams you don't do that in the second round when you don't have a first round pick for the next right. next so fucking decade their, exactly that is their first i agree with you they didn't have anything there that's why it was so interesting to me that I was like that was such a stretch by the rams to do that they just got happy with the the special receiver they're like oh he's super quick maybe we can put him in special teams that's that's totally the wrong way to go about it also terrence marshall was still available at that moment when they took him, which was not, wild to me. I'm not very high on Terrence Marshall. I'm not. I'm not high on the Rams right now. Like at least their d- drafting ability. Maybe not the team itself, but the drafting ability is. I don't know what they're doing out there. Yeah, definitely not any guy named Tutu. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> and he's tiny, right? He's like five nine. He's like barely five, 150 nine, pounds. Fifty five. Right. I am fifty pounds heavier than him. I am fifty yeah. pounds and three quarters of an inch taller than him. If like anything- we. This guy's showing us that maybe we can get we could have got drafted too. Right. <laughs> he expressed concern for Devontae Smith, but Devontae Smith's six foot plus and at least like 180 pounds. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't weighed 150 since high school. Um, okay. Last segment, wrapping up the draft. Give me your offensive and defensive rookies of the year predictions. Um, we're going opposite order now. Actually, no, keep it going. JK, start us off. Which went out of doubt in my mind, and I'll get further into this on our next segment. 
Jamin Davis is going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Let me explain. Please do. You have Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio manning your defense. They were both linebackers. They know what it is to be a linebacker. This guy is an athletic freak. Number one, he's fast. He is strong. He needs to pick up weight, no doubt about that. But, you know, that can be done in the NFL. He has one of the best setups for him on a front seven, right? The only reason why I say he will be the defensive rookie of the year over someone like the joke is I personally just feel like the system being run in Washington is better than the system being run over there in Cleveland. And he's going to have to make more plays because in Cleveland, every position is stacked Mm -hmm. over here. We need him to make plays. That's why he's my defensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. Honestly, I'm going to give it to Trevor Lawrence just because he's the number one overall pick. He's a quarterback. He, if, if they win anything, any games at all, he's going to win the rookie of the year. Let me go next only because my answer is going to be almost the same as JK. I also think Jamin Davis is the defensive rookie of the year, but Unlike JK, I don't think he has to beat out Joke in Cleveland. I actually think he has to beat out Micah Parsons in Dallas. Um, But I think it's going to be a close race. And I think for some reason, Jamin Davis is going to be used very well by Washington. Um, This dude in college got 10 tackles a game every game. He would end the season minimum 100 tackles, minimum. Um, I think Washington picked him because they like his speed. They want to utilize that speed, same as they did with a Luke Keekley, a Shaq Thompson, a Thomas Davis. They know how to use linebackers in Ron Rivera's defenses. Um, the player he's going to have to beat out is Micah Parsons. And so I think it's one of them too, but I think Jamin Davis might get the edge. Offensive rookie of the year, Najee Harris. 100%. I'm going to rub it in Gogo's face when it happens. Offensive rookie of the year, Najee Harris. Steelers go into the playoffs because of him. Pete, I can't wait till you guys make a bet for this. Oh, we're making it. All right. So clearly, I'll go next because you two are delusional. But let me throw out a couple of stats first. Uh, so looking at the defensive rookie of the years, so the award has only gone to a safety twice, and the last was in 1990, which was Mark Carrier. The only inside linebacker to win the award since 2013 was Darius Leonard. Uh, three of the last five have gone to edge rushers. Um, so you had Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Von Miller, the only four edge players to win in the last 15 seasons though. With that being said, it's interesting because what you said, I think, I think it's Micah Parsons. He one is a freak athlete that's coming into a system that needs him to fill that position immediately. Immediately. We've got injuries. We've got Sean Lee gone. He's going to have every opportunity to just come out and kill it. Um, I think I, I, I agree with you. It's going to be between one of those two, but I think Micah Parsons just kills it this year, at least for that piece of it. My offensive rookie of the year, let's throw out some more stats. So this, this has been interesting. So um, let's start off here. Nine of the 11 quarterbacks to win the award were drafted in the first round. 24 of 34 running backs to win the award were drafted in the first round. Six of the nine wide receivers to win offensive rookie were drafted in the first round. Um, Anquan Bolden was the last guy in 2003 that won it that wasn't in the first round. Um, Let's see. 
I obviously like Trevor Lawrence being the guy. I think I think we have to go with him, man. Like he's supposed to come out, Kelly's got the new system. Uh, it's it's got to be him. Um, but it's interesting because even in the last eight years, I think it's three quarterbacks that I want is Doc Prescott, Colin Murray, and Justin Herbert. And then you have running backs that won two of the last four seasons. So it's like you're seeing this upward trends of from moving away from running back quarterbacks are coming out and killing it. But Kyler Murray and Cam Newton are only the first overall picks to win the award in 10 years. So there's, there's a big, 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 big offensive swing that he's going to have to do to get this. But if they say he's the guy, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to, I'll give it to him. He's got the best odds coming in. Yeah. But to be honest, I think it could literally be any of these quarterbacks as long as they, with the exception of Trey Lance, his team is stacked. But if you look at, you know, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or Trevor Lawrence, any one of those three that win games, they're going to win it. It could fair be enough, any just of these. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, fair enough. It's just interesting, though. You only have Colin Murray and Cam Newton, the first overall picks in the last 10 years to get it. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe Burrow would have won it if he didn't get injured. Yeah, but that's, again, something that we can't factor in or factor out is injuries. Yeah. So you don't know that Trevor Lawrence may, not, may or may not get hurt. All right, go, go. Wrap right. it up for us. Defensive player of the year. I'm not going to just sit on the back of the team I like because they're not going to give defensive player of the year to, to a Washington player two years in a row. The league is not like it. It would be. Maybe there's a, there's a tide changing in the league office where that happens. But I am going to go with Jalen Phillips, Miami, the, the edge rusher. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity to be the guy. He. I looked it up. The, Vegas has... Um, the Cowboys guy, Micah Parsons as the favorite. Jalen Phillips is second, and Jim and Davis is like fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, just throwing that out there. But I think Jalen Phillips is going to have all the opportunity to sack Zach Wilson. He's going to have all the opportunity to sack – what's the other team in their division? Um, not not the – Oh, and Mac Jones. <laughs> I think he's going to have plenty of opportunity to sack those guys. Josh Allen's a whole other beast that he's not going to be sacking. Um, I, think the, I, think the, I think he's going to be the defensive player of the year. Uh, for – offensive rookie of the year i'm gonna go justin fields because i just want to believe in it i think that he has a lot of talent around him so he's i think he has the best opportunity to succeed i don't think i I just think trevor lawrence won't have enough opportunity to succeed you guys want to hear something interesting Hmm. so in the last 14 seasons 13 of the last 14 the nfc has had the offensive player or the rookie offensive player of the year so last year we had justin herbert in 2020 who was the last guy prior to him to win it in 2006? Last rookie quarterback? Just anybody. But yeah, quarterback, basically. I'm confused. Yes. Wait, wait, what, what's the criteria? In 13 of the last 14 seasons, it's the, the award goes to the NFC, NFC player, right? Last year, it was Justin Herbert in 2020. The prior one to that in the AFC it was in 2006, a quarterback. And I was saying, do you guys know who that was? Philip Rivers? Oh, no, no, no. Vince Young. Damn. Vince Young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember he won. I was thinking, like, 2006. Was that, the, was that the same year as the USC-Texas game? I was yeah. like, that's what I 13, 13 out of the 14, except for last year, has always gone to NFC. Damn. They just don't. I, want, I wish they would pick a wide receiver because Justin, Justin Jackson, right? I feel like should have won it last year. But, like – Jefferson, sorry. I, I feel like there's some rookies that I think or like Maybe Kyle Pitts or somebody. 
Devontae huh? Smith, baby, they told him he couldn't get it, and he came in and got it. Maybe he'll get it. I, I was thinking more Jamar Chase. I think he's going to get a lot of balls thrown to him. Uh, so. I, I actually, personally, out of all the wide receivers, I think Devontae Smith is going to have the best season. Out of, like, if you're going to – who's going to have the most Justin Jefferson-like season is going to be Devontae. It's going to be a guy – yeah, it's going to be a guy taken late. Like, it, it honestly could be, like uh, – it could be um, Terrence Marshall <laughs> being the slot, like being the third guy in Carolina with Darnold. I, I don't know. That's neither here nor there, I guess. Yeah. All right, boys. NFL draft in the books. Um, this is actually the sad part, right? NFL kind of takes a downturn here um, until July comes around and we get to start talking about um, training camps. You'll still see some free agent signings here or there, especially teams that weren't able to fill needs through the draft. They'll now go back and recircle with those veterans that are still on the market. Ryan Kerrigan, a name that we're familiar with. Um, uh, Malik Hooker, a free safety that we spoke about. And um, so other than that. Sheldon Richardson's still out there. Say again? Sheldon Richardson and Casey Hayward are still out there as well. Yeah, there's definitely some notable names. Um, but other than that, uh, hockey and basketball. Um, are the two sports. I think hockey only has five more games left and basketball has, I think, eight more games. So we're going to have playoffs in both of those coming up. Um, if you're following the local teams, um, Capitals clinched the playoffs, but they went 0-1-1 against P- the Penguins um, over the weekend. They played tonight and I think they're tied 2-2 already with the Rangers. Washington currently at the 10th seed, so they're in the playoff spot. They're trying to fight to get to that 9 or 8 seed. Um, they're up by almost 20 right now against Indiana Pacers. So basketball will be here in no time. The Lakers continue to fall. Um, yeah. Six. Devastating. Both AD and LeBron are back, but that team is not clicking. Schroeder is out for the rest of the uh, for the regular season. He's out for 10 days due to apparently him and LeBron haven't gotten the vaccine yet, which is mind-blowing. Yeah, so dumb. I would say this, that I if you told me in the beginning of the season that the Wizards would be at towards the end of the season only – what, five games, four and a half games away from the Celtics? I'd be like, damn, the Wizards is good. But nope, it was the Celtics that did bad. You remember, yeah. like, after the trade, like, I think it was, like, they were only projected to win, like, 26 games or something like that. Yeah, well, they beat that 29. We're at 29. Um, I think that we also are going to do, um, let's do recaps of each division or each, like, two divisions at a time coming into the next season. Because I think that'll be fun. Because there's, there's a lot that happened for every team that we didn't touch on. And we can start making some predictions going forward. And then we got fantasy. That's going to be fun towards, you know, later in summer. But i excited. Yes, sir. Ah, fantasy. I can't wait to win again. Can't wait till Survivor's back. Ooh, that too. Survivor will be fun. I can't wait to come over to your house next time. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, boys. Until next time, boys. See y'all later. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on all the Instagrams and the Twitters and stuff. Make sure you subscribe. That's the most important thing. All right. Peace, y'all. Adios.